Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. You're feeling a bit better, but um, I, we can tell you're, like, we can hear you coughing in the queue speaker. You're still yeah, you're my, still dealing with this, eh? My lungs are burning a bit, so it's still down in there. And I did a test yesterday, and it still had the faint line. Yeah. Like, it's it's fading. It's leaving me, but it's still there. Still hanging on. So, uh, yeah. all this week, if you missed it, Grant has been um, broadcasting from home because he got the old vid. Got the old vid. And, uh, I blame the Eagles. And the ED. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I'll send you a picture right now. Pass. Yeah, I'm good without it. Hard pass. <laughs> Jimmy is going to be going to that uh, that Edmonton Symphony Orchestra, the music of Star Wars, on the 8th. They're also doing it on the 7th, so the Friday and the Saturday, if you want to look into tickets, I would do that sooner than later, because this one sells out every year. Um, and we got a chance to win those coming up after 8 o'clock this morning. Grant, he got in the car this morning. It was just... You know when he gets excited about something? Oh, yeah, and he was just bouncing, ready oh, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars related, something about you that take, Nando series. You should take edibles for that orchestra thing. Yeah. For the music of Star Wars, do some edibles. And then and then uh, get somebody to pour a bucket of blood on you <laughs> and have you go <laughs> running through the wind spear screaming in a diaper. Because everyone will be on edibles, right? <laughs> that was my idea for the Pink Floyd. Light, laser light show <laughs> that got kiboshed. Yeah, hey, yeah. But you also wanted me to wear a diaper. Yeah, that's. I just said that. Yeah, put you in a diaper, cover you in blood, and then have you run through the aisles screaming. Instead, for this Star Wars <laughs> thing, I'm going to be dressed up like you know, in a diaper. Yeah. No Vader. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It Vader in a diaper. The locker room topic of the day. Worst beer you've ever had. Now, there's a reason why we're doing this. Today, September 28th, is National Drink-A-Beer Day. Oh, wait. Just a sec. <laughs> Son of a bitch. There we go. <sighs> Working from home. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a little sick. Can I do my show from home, too? <laughs> COVID and a beer. Oh, that tastes good. <laughs> You probably haven't had much to drink in the last... No, not at all. <laughs> Sitting there fighting COVID with the beer in his hand. I do enjoy you. I anyway, it's helping. Grant is um, looking to take beer to a friend of ours' place. He's having a party on the... Is it his birthday or something? So it's his birthday on Saturday. Okay. Jake Buckley, who you may hear on Cruise Blues at Nights. Yes. And um, he's kind of known for 
drinking bad beer. Yes. Cheap beer. Yeah. So last year at his birthday, I made it a point of like getting the cheapest beer I could find. And it was so bad, even... He he said it sat in his garage for a year, and he finally threw it out. He didn't he even drink it. Just threw it out. So you're trying to find something to take this year, and you want to do something different. You don't want to, you don't want to be predictable, right? Yeah. Last year I did Alberta Ice, uh, and so this year I need to really up it. Okay. Like, what's even worse than that? Oh, I have one that one that I bought that was horrible. Uh, that the yellow can. Um, so no it was called beer? beer. I think it was no. called beer. Is this recently? Uh, yeah, because I only have one can left because I've been. Yeah, th- that's. Th- I don't think that's new. I think it's it's an older beer. You just you decided to jump in. You posted about it on your Facebook. Yes. Just go find out what the name of it was. Just go back. I uh, will add that to the list, Grant. And and if you have any thoughts on what Grant can take or just the worst beer you've ever had. The locker room topic of the day. Worst beer you've ever had. We'll go around the horn. Did you find the one? Yeah, it's they're called cold ones. And they're brewed out of Grand Prairie. Oh, That's yeah. the one you just bought and and, and I, I like- have one I have I swore I wasn't gonna drink the rest of it, but I can't let beer go bad. <laughs> So I wait till I I'm hammered, and that's my after I'm hammered beer. It's a red can, right? Yellow. The, the red one is uh, is their strong beer. Okay, because I was gonna say, anytime a beer has strong beer in it, it's usually pretty bad. Or if it's just like one colored can, where it looks like <laughs> looks like uh, Johnny was in the back spray painting them. Yeah, that exactly. That's, that's also a sign that you but might that be in trouble. No name beer that we had. That was bad. That's on my list. That was That's a silver can. That was a silver can and it was it was it was actually called no name beer in in the yeah. yellow boxes. And that one though surprisingly it had a it had a weird aftertaste, but that one wasn't awful awful. Like it, it was, just made me really gassy. That was what I was going to say. The reason yeah. why that one bothered me so much is after we drank, I think we, I think we killed that 15-pack one morning on the show, like on we a did. Wednesday, which is you know what you would do. And then the Thursday, we all came in, and we all had, like, death gas. Grant, <laughs> what's yours? What's the worst beer you've ever had? The, I think the only beer where I haven't been able to finish a can was Black Ice. Okay. I yeah. used to drink that when I was when I first started drinking because it was cheap and strong. Yeah. Somebody brought a case over one time and I opened one up and it tasted like spray paint. It d- I was I gonna to, say that stuff tastes like it's something you would stain a deck with. I had to dump it. That was one of the only beers that were up and like I can't finish this can of beer. The worst beer I've ever had was and I can't find it now. I went looking for it, but it was like it was like Molson something, and it had a number in it, but it was a low-carb beer. I found oh, Molson, Molson. Six, 67, but that they're not saying that that's a, a low-carb beer. This was, this was a beer, it was about five or six-plus years ago. We sent, I gave Jimmy 20 bucks. We were, we were working Molson at the, Ultra? That's what it was. Was it yeah. no? But it had a number in it. Was it Molson Ultra? But then it said only sixty-seven calories or something like that. Maybe, 
Maybe, maybe on the box it said that. Maybe. It was it was when they were just starting to promote those low carb beers. Remember that? And I and, do, yeah. And they had commercials of guys that were, you know, at the gym and then they'd go drink a low carb beer. So Jimmy, I sent him to the store. We were working and we wanted to get drunk while we were on the air. So I gave him 20 bucks and he came back with this and I'm like, what the hell is this? And he goes, you know how he gets all rattled. He goes, I couldn't reach anything else. (laughs) So we sat down and we popped one of these and it was cold. And I was like, this is God awful. I I've never been so mad about a purchase in my life. I think it was Molson's 67. No, I, I don't think it was. No? No, because they're not, if you go, if you look into Molson 67, they're not promoting that as a low-carb beer. This one was specifically said on the box. I remember when you walked in with it, it was like, this is a low-carb beer. That was one of the worst ones I've ever had. The locker room topic of the day. Good morning, Cruz. Worst beer you've ever had? Worst beer I've ever had? I've had a couple. And one of the worst ones was Mountain Crest. The other one would be AGD. You know what? AGD, I don't like at all. I can't stand it. It's the one with the the big, like the pop tops. opening in the top. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've always disliked it. There's just something off about it. But I know guys that drink it that are. Well, God bless them because I can't stand it. (laughs) What's your name? Murray. You drink that AGD. Yeah, I don't mind it. As far as a cheap beer goes, I would say it's one of the better ones. Really? I, I like can't be- stand Better it. than a Mountain Crest or Black Ice or anything like that. But Yeah, the AGD too- b- bothers me. And it, yeah. A lot of times um, when you go into a bar and you're like, oh, I'll get the pint lager or whatever. Like their house beer is usually AGD. Really? Okay. Yeah, and they just call it like whatever the bar is. Well, yeah. I'll I'll make sure I put those bars on my list of places not to go then. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Good morning, Crows. Worst beer you've ever had? Worst beer I've ever had? Black Label. Black Label. So not Black Ice? Not black-, black Ice, Black Label. I had one can of that, and I think I had maybe half of it. The rest of it went down the drain. I couldn't finish it. That's a bad day. Like, if you can't finish a beer, like, that'll ruin your whole night. It'll ruin a week. What's your name? I completely it's Ian. No, I completely agree, and I love my beers, so... <laughs> So there is a difference between Black Ice, which Grant brought up, and then Black Label. Yeah, Black Label, uh, one of my uncles used to drink that, <laughs> and it was horrible. Somebody in the White Clan, that was their go-to? Black Label is a, a Carlin beer, too, which is a pretty big brewery, but yeah, it looks awful. I think a lot of times <clears throat> what ends up happening is these bigger breweries, right, if they have a bad batch... They just slap a another label on it. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want la- that one to go to waste, right? Yeah. This one. Let's call it Lucky. Yeah. But right? the thing is, is Lucky. <laughs> and Lucky's that, but it's good. I like Lucky. Lucky is apparently, and and I haven't had anybody confirm this, but it's a Labatt product, and it apparently is Budweiser that didn't meet. The standards the criteria, of, yeah. of the criteria of Budweiser, which would explain why every time I've bought Lucky, it tastes different. You're lucky if you get one that tastes like a Budweiser, right? <laughs> that's, the, the old... that's the saying, yeah. Worst beer you've ever had. At I think this one could be controversial. 
Uh, Jerry said the worst beer he's ever had is Shock Top, the orange flavor. He said orange flavor has no uh, place in beer. If I wanted orange juice, I'd simply drink orange juice. So Shock Top. I know Army Chris goes for that one a lot when we're at bars. I hate that beer. I, I don't like it at all. The citrusy. Yeah, I, I I've never been a big fan of it. I don't mind a flavored beer every once in a while. And I'm not opposed to throwing a lime in a Mexican beer, like a Corona or a Soul or something. So it's not it's not the citrus. I, I don't know why, but I just... Those shock tops, I've never, never, I would, never wrap my head around that beer. I, I, and I would put like the Bud Light Apple, that beer, I would put that in the same category um, I, I can't stand the Bud Light Apple There's beers. something really wrong about the Bud Light I was, Apple. I was at a Blue Jays game when they first introduced the Bud Light Apple, and they were on special, and there was a guy like in the middle of the stands, and he yelled at the beer guy walking by and passed his money down the line. They passed him a beer. He took one sip, and then he just stood up and started screaming, <laughs> What is this, apple juice? <laughs> I just wanted a beer. <laughs> <laughs> why are you why are you messing with me like i'm not a fan of any of the beers really that are fruit flavored like i've apple, had a good like, like I've apple had a, orange I've had a blueberry one that i loved it yeah, was see, that, i like blueberry beer what what are, what's that bar that the brewster used to have one wood buffalo has yeah, brewster's a good, has one brewster's well. has one they make and i've had that somebody told me you have to have the blueberry um, uh, beer at Brewster's. So we went one, and it was hot. It was a couple of years ago in the before COVID. We sat down on the patio, and I had one of those, and it was it was quite refreshing. Like if yeah. I <laughs> buy a fruit beer, like like something like that, I use it for cooking. Like I'll throw like a Bud Light lime in my chicken. <laughs> throw in it my, in your crock pot, <laughs> Instapot. <laughs> oh, don't do the Nyquil chicken, by the way. Just no, to, I never would. Yeah, stay just, away from it. Yeah, apparently it's not it's not very healthy. It's it's a lot like I was going to try but I was going to try Buckley's chicken. Buckley's chicken. The locker room topic of the day. Worst beer you've ever had. So Kevin said you guys drink Budweiser. Your arguments <laughs> are invalid. <laughs> Listen, Budweiser is just like a base beer for us. Y yeah. Right? Well, it's like the it's the everyday it's like having like a everyday commuter car. Right? You're not going to have a Corvette to commute to work. Absolutely. It's the Toyota Corolla. Like of, it's the Toyota of, Corolla. Yeah, of beers. If we go it gets to the a, job done. Yeah. If yeah. we go to a brewery, though, we're not asking for a Budweiser. We're no. asking for, like, we're. That's the one us, thing the that three of us I've are gotten more, better at. Uh, we're IPA guys. Like, uh, uh, I know I well, love the IPAs. The funny thing is. In the beer snob snob world, the IPA is kind of like the base beer, right? True, yeah. And and so the fact that we like IPAs kind of gives also a, like the beer snobs another sort of clue as to where we're coming from with respect to our tastes. I love IPAs. Um, I've had I've had IPAs that I don't like though. Like if they're too grapefruity tasting, I I'm uh, I'm not a huge fan. Um, but we're not we got pretty simple tastes right and the thing about budweiser for me is and and i think people know this it's the first beer i ever had i had a budweiser when i was 12 and uh i've i've been on it i've been on the bud since i was 12 i've literally 
been buying Budweiser since I was a teenager. Raised on Budweiser. And the only switch, the biggest switch I made was a couple of years ago. I flipped from Budweiser to Bud Light. And to me, it's it's just, I'm, I'm evolving. I'm growing. Well, you're getting older, right? And you have to watch <laughs> watching, your calories. Watching my calories. And it's just a good, like you, that's the perfect way of saying it. It's a good base beer, but it's crisp, right? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's very it's consistent. It, it is. And, and so that's like, that's why I, I appreciate it. I, I would love to drink local beer all the time, craft beer, but mm-hmm. I would be bankrupt. Well, that's, that's, that's the other issue. That's the thing that Kevin may not be aware of. Right, like with the amount that we drink, I'm well on my way to crushing a 48 pack in like in in 10 days here. <laughs> so if I'm buying a 48 pack, it's already expensive. Like that's 80 bucks, 80 plus bucks for for my beer intake every two weeks. So you're doubling that if you're drinking, and maybe even more. Maybe you, even more. Yeah, because if you're if you go to the liquor store and you get a a six pack of craft beer, that's probably twenty bucks. Twenty four, twenty five dollars. Sometimes more, yeah. And I can't afford that. Yeah, with the amount that we drink, like I had I've had two fifteen packs since last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Worst beer you've ever had. Worst beer you've ever had. I remember this one. John said my buddy stopped by with a six pack of Wildcats once. Oh, it was eight point three percent and absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it's, that's one of those beers though. Like if it's if it's eight point three, the first one might be bad. The second one is probably still going to bother you, but the third one, because it's 8.3, it's the best beer you've ever had. <laughs> and, and then you just go from there, and it's yeah. Yeah. great. That's why Jimmy hung on to those. What were those beers? Cold those ones? cold ones. Cold, that's why he hung on to them. Yeah, that was beer seven on a Wednesday when he gets night. Home, when he gets home from karaoke, <laughs> they taste pretty damn good. They're okay. They're not bad. <laughs> I'm not regretting this decision as much as I thought I would. Topic of the day. We'll wrap up here, Grant, with uh, the worst beer you've ever had. So this one came in quite a few times. Uh, uh, Corvette Rob, Garner, Shannon, all saying TNT. Uh, Shannon said she had one, drank it, puked. She was at a McDonald's. (laughs) Garner said... That's what a buddy bought for helping him out, and uh, he never helped his buddy out again after that. <laughs> Cruise News. The graduated driver's license program in Alberta is getting overhauled. Uh, the program required a person to have a learner's license for a year. Then you would go on probation for two years, and then you would have to pay to take another advanced road test after those two years. And with these changes, that second advanced road test will no longer be required to get your full Class 5 or your motorcycle license. So it was $150 to get that second test, and basically a lot of people just weren't doing it. They were just staying on the graduated license program. Yeah. Um, so according to Alberta's transportation minister, this is being done to cut red tape. Uh, drivers with a clean driving record during the two years of probation will just automatically be transitioned to a full license. In the past five years, about 65% of people did not bother taking their second road test. So, 
Yeah. Just getting rid of it. Yeah, like you said, it was it was just red tape. I still think that we let kids drive too young, though. Well, in Alberta, you can get your learners when you're 14, right? I think that's it. Well, the way the learners are set up now, though, it's a little bit better, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think they got to be with you. Yeah, you got to be in the car. <laughs> with, Speed up! Yeah. <laughs> I was not allowed to teach the kids how to drive. You didn't do any of the teaching? No, none, none. I got got uh, delegated out of that. You can't teach anything. <laughs> I'm not a good. You, no, you, you have no. You, have, I, you get frustrated. Yeah, and, I'm a control and, freak. I need to be. I need to be in control, right? So it's not like get out of my way. I'll do it. it I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's my mentality. I I, I, have, I have zero patience. Yeah, it's it. I not good. That's why if I when I learned how to use the board. You had D-Rock, teacher. I had D-Rock. Yeah. How'd that go? I would, <laughs> I would subscribe to a Jimmy OnlyFans if it was just you giving him driving license, uh, driving lessons. <laughs> without I would pay money to watch on. that. We, no, of course, it's only fully clothed. There would, be, there would be violence. Yeah. Exactly. It would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, Ed- Edmonton City Councilors voted yesterday in favor of adding an additional 100 kilometers of bike lanes. Currently, there's about 15 kilometers of protected bike lanes, most of that in the downtown. Um, city administrators presented four different options to the council, and the one that the councilors voted for will cost $170 million with an additional $11 million a year in operating costs. Final approval will be debated before the upcoming budget talks, and the plan is to see the bike lanes built by 2026. So, so. the the bike mafia in town is is quite is quite they hold strong. a lot of power. They really do, and yeah. um, it's a very small group, but they're very very loud, and and they they have convinced the city council that that everybody on the everybody in Edmonton wants this. So well, it's, that was. One of the city councilors, I can't remember which one, uh, was like, the, the voters made it very clear in the last election that bike lanes are a priority. Like, what? That was probably Knack. <laughs> For sure. No, it the, wasn't him. It was, I, I, it was that Michael Yans or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not a priority. The, the problem is, is so few people vote in civic elections that, that, yeah. That the people that they represent, so they think they're representing this this bike mafia, and it's it's just not the case. It's unfortunate, but um, I, I think ninety percent of the population doesn't vote in civic elections. So that ten percent is is who they're speaking to, and that ten percent, for whatever reason, is very motivated to vote, and also is very loud about bike lanes and. So they spend millions, millions, and millions of dollars to put bike lanes in a city that has six months of winter, and yeah. they they also spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to maintain those bike lanes for such a small percentage of the population. Um, if you want to be really angry this morning, and, and, and I'm just I'm just offering this up. Sometimes you, Jimmy a, some, <laughs> sometimes you want to be angry. Sometimes you want to be angry. Send Jimmy a text, 780-989-0957, and I'll get him to send you the bike plan implementation for 2023 to 2026. So it's the capital 
and it's the operating budget for the bike lanes for the for the existing bike lanes what it costs to maintain them and then what it will cost to maintain them once they get this new 100 kilometers in and this will if this doesn't make you angry then then you're part of the bike lane mafia <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable also, it, it's also, it's unbelievable one problem like okay so biking to work not only is it winter six months of the year the other months i'm so sweaty by the time i get to work <laughs> yeah yeah it, they're gonna have to put showers in at work well and the thing is is all this is gonna do too is just totally gridlock the downtown core so the business businesses down there are gonna just get it's just gonna be more impossible think about if you're a delivery tr- truck driver or somebody that has to get around the downtown yeah. core it's a nightmare so half the year no and, and on top of this we already have a lot of construction in the summer because they're trying to hammer out as much as they can in the months that 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 it's good enough weather to actually do construction so we're, we're because they can't spread construction out here in Edmonton we get a consolidated effort of it now add to this the hundred kilometers and the millions of dollars they're going to spend on lights and reconstruction of the downtown core to add all these bike lanes. Man, the downtown is just going to be a complete cluster. Like It's going to be a mess for the next three years. I'd hate to... If you own a business in the downtown core, I would get out. Like, go to Spruce Grove. Like, get out. <laughs> it's going to be just a mess. So yeah, text Jimmy seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. I'll give him the link, and again, it's it's so that the twenty twenty three to twenty twenty six capital and operating budget for the bike plan. We actually have a bike plan in Edmonton. It's insane. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Ninety five seven Cruise FM. I recently um, took a shot at the uh, at the old Bitcoin. Oh yeah, I it's got, been a bad summer for crypto. Yeah, I I got gifted last year. Oh, a, that's why it crashed. <laughs> Lachlan decided to get into crypto and it tanked. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I got into I got into crypto um, because somebody gifted me like five hundred dollars worth of it, and so then yeah. I I threw I threw a little bit of money at it, and it started to. It started to go down, and a, a friend of mine used to be in radio. He lives in uh, southern Alberta, and he's a big investor and a big crypto guy. And I was getting advice from him, and I kept asking him, "I'm, I'm like, dude, like, this is, this is, I'm gonna lose the money that I threw into this. Like, the, we're not even just talking about the the stuff that was gifted to, and it was only a couple hundred bucks, but I was." I was starting to watch it creep down to the point where I'd thrown money in, yeah. right? And I kept saying to him, I kept saying, "Listen, dude, I do, this doesn't look good. Is this is this whole thing going to come crashing down?" He, no, 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 hang in there, hang in there. This is a long term thing. Lock, buy the dip, buy the dip. Which 
Every time it goes down, you're supposed to throw a little bit more money into it. Which is, yeah, how people make money, right? Well, if you have the money to spend. Yeah. Anyway, I... Buy it low and... <laughs> the markets are like gambling, right? And really, the only people that make real money at the stock market and Bitcoin, I, I, I'm pretty much convinced they're all criminals. They're doing something <laughs> shady. Right? Well, everyone, has, everyone knows that person, too, who quit their job and just trades crypto and stocks all day and yeah and you're like what they always seem a little bit shady right yeah they always seem like a little bit off like they never they're trying to convince they're trying to convince you so hard to get in on it you're like what what's the angle here well yeah because it's why it's a ponzi scheme because they need more people to get in and they need the dumb people to throw their money in that don't understand how it works so that they can it's it's how the stock market works. It's how crypto <laughs> works. It's just criminals that that make money from it. That's it. Yeah. And, anyway, I was reading this article like the the confidence in investing as a whole, not just Bitcoin, but is just tanking. Like, oh really? Pe- people are walking away from investing money on the stock market, and I still don't quite understand it. I, I, and I, well, that's that's my problem. Is I know that there's people listening that are upset because they're like, it's not criminal, it's legit. You can make so much money, but I just don't understand it. And so, like when we're talking investments, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, real estate. I can wrap my head around real estate, right? That's it's a, a house. thing. It's yeah. a you can see the value go up. Property, like you can see it. It's physical. I'm just I'm just too dumb to invest in stocks. I think you know that's that's worth saying out loud. Because the people that spend time and energy learning about it, right? Yeah. They're the ones that make money at it. If you're mm-hmm. just a guy that goes, I don't know, and your buddy's like, listen, I'm telling you right now, give me 10 grand. I'll make you 20 in a year. Like that, those guys always get taken for a ride. And I'm that guy. At some point. Yeah. 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 Isn't, uh, I don't know if this is changing the subject. Isn't NFTs kind of the same as cryptocurrency? That kind of. I don't even want to jump into that. Yeah, they're they're different. I don't even know what you're buying, like images and online things. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah, right. So Um, basically, like Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass, and you buy the video of it. I don't. But they go up in (laughs) value too, though. Like I remember, they go up in value. Yeah. So it's. I don't get the NFT. Yeah. Has anybody ever tried to explain? I've had people try to explain cryptocurrency to me uh, with the, I was, with the blockchain I was on a and pod, all that. I was on a podcast dealing with NFTs, and it was just going over my head. Yeah. Like I had, like, and that wasn't a short joke. You're it's not just, alone. You're not alone, buddy. Honestly, I don't get any of it. Um, and with crypto, like, I have I have some friends that, that do it and seem to make money doing it, and Every once in a while, like we'll have a beer and I'll be like, "Okay, Not explain year, it though. to me." Like, explain it to me like I'm in kindergarten, and they will, they'll break it down to me, and I'll kind of get it, and then like a day later, I forget it. <laughs> Well, I, I think was, I'm just not interested in it, too, to be honest. I don't, I don't have that drive no, to I, sit down and learn it. I had the app on my phone. I had uh, ShakePay or something like that, because you, you need a wallet. You need something where the money is in. And it's supposed to be secure, and and I kind of understood. Okay, if I put the money in that app, and I I knew how to get it in and out of the. But outside of that, my understanding of crypto was like less than zero. 
<laughs> less than zero. Dude, yeah. it's so confusing. The point I wanted to make, though, is I think, and again, this is this is somebody, this is a dumb guy saying this, but the markets are reliant on confidence. If people aren't confident in a product, they're not going to buy it. And I, I think, listen, the stock market's not going anywhere. There's too many people that make money at the stock market. That's going to be around. But I have, and a lot of people talk about the crypto thing and Bitcoin and all that, and that's the, the, the wave of the future. Honestly, with the sort of the, with how this is evolving, I can't see this being a very good option. I think it's going to continue to just crap the bed. Crypto? I, I yeah, I'd be very careful. If you have money and and not only that, at least once a month or even more, we see a story where somebody got just taken for a ride with with crypto. There's so mm-hmm. many scams and stuff out there. I'd be very careful. And again, we've pointed this out before. This is not the show you tune into for advice on anything. <laughs> Worth pointing out, but man, be very careful because if your 23 year old nephew is trying to convince you that he can buy you a BMW in two years by, by giving him 60 grand for crypto, man, they used to just, uh, they used to just sell you Cutco knives. Now they're trying to get you invested in crypto crypto. (laughs) And that same guy that used to quit his job to go online gamble. He's yep. now the crypto guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Locker Room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Edmonton City Council has voted in favor of completely filling our city with bike lanes. Uh, they've been putting the tip in the last few years with bike lanes, <laughs> trying it out a little bit. And yesterday they voted. Let's just go all in. Jam it in there. We are now a bike city, and if you don't like it, you can get in your car and you can move out of this city. They gave up on trying to build a walking speed train, and now they're just going to force us to ride our bikes everywhere. The bow-legged city is what they'll put on the Welcome to Edmonton (laughs) sign. I love that on the same day that they approved $170 million to be spent on bike lanes... That can be used four months of the year. They also announced that they're doing a head count of homeless people in the city. How many rooms oh, at the Coliseum Inn could $170 million pay for? If I was homeless and I was on my iPhone on the street right now and I saw that they were spending $170 million on bike lanes, I would start setting up my tent in the bike lanes. Hey, here's a solution. What if we gave, we spent some of that money and we gave every homeless person a little tiny home on wheels? You know the tiny houses? Yeah. We give every homeless person a tiny home and then we give them a bike so they can tow it around the city on the bike lanes. <laughs> then everyone's happy, right? Solution solved. It's problem solved. Everyone's happy. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise page. It's Shunt Pride Week, and the Locker Room merch page is the only place to get your shunt wear. Text Jimmy today for the link to shop. On 95.7 Cruise FM. Call us Steve. How do you say his last name again? Oh, Plamondon. Plamondon, yeah. Good morning. How you doing, Steve? Good. 
Good, good, good. So the boys from Arden, they made quick work of your roof, eh? Yes, they sure did. <laughs> they don't mess around. They hit the ground, and those tiles, they go up on the roof, and then the next thing you know, they're they're hammering them in. They're unbelievably fast. How long did it take them to do the roof? Uh, seven hours taking off and putting on. <sighs> oh, wow. That's yeah. unbelievable. And they, they did your... At like eight o- at eight o'clock, and then they looked at the house, and the guy. I'm like, I'm like a little late start, isn't it? And he's like, Oh, we'll have this roof off in like an hour. And I'm like, Yeah, right. <laughs> sure enough, it was like 55 minutes, and they were already nailing on the new roof. <laughs> yeah, they're they're so fast. They did the garage too, eh? They did, yeah. Yeah, I actually had a look at it quickly before, as we got there before the whole thing was off, and and you guys definitely needed a new <laughs> roof. <laughs> yes it was in dire straits that's for sure (laughs) yeah yeah one of those things when you're i mean when things are uh, tough and and uh you're you're trying to save money because of you know the unpredictable nature of life in general uh that's one of the last things you're definitely going to throw money at for sure i'm glad they they took care of you i am too yeah and i'm i'm so thankful you know the ardent was so awesome with uh communication and their timing they were so fast and yeah. yeah, what a great, great bunch of guys. Yeah, great crew, great, great company. Um, Stacy is just—it's unbelievable. It's something he doesn't have to do, right? Like he doesn't right. have to do this. He he chooses to because he wants to find a way to give back. And and uh, again, Steve, we found a very deserving candidate for the for the free roof giveaway here this year. And uh, yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad we came out and uh, and got a chance to meet you as well. I am too. Thank you so much again, Locker. Not a problem, Steve. You take care of yourself, okay? Thank you for sending the pictures of the new roof as well. It looks it looks fantastic, brother. For sure. Thank you so much. Alwaysplumbing.ca. It was Steve Plamondon. He was the winner of uh, the Art Roof Systems giveaway. annual roof giveaway. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. So wanted to touch base with him. They did that on the weekend. Looks fantastic. He sent me some pictures. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So, yes, Rolling Stones does this quite a bit. They released, um, they do lists all the time. The 100 greatest the TV shows of all time. Yeah, they'll do greatest guitar players, greatest ba- whatever. Yeah. And so they did the 100 greatest TV shows ever made. So this is all time. And it's not uh, one genre. Like, it's not all Sopranos and Breaking Bad, although they're on the list. It's comedies. It's... It's it's shows from the fifties. It's you know what I mean. Like it's everything. The, the, it's groundbreaking shows for their time, yeah. right? So you kind of got to go into that era of what they were doing. Uh huh. Um, so the top ten. Some you of them go might, through. Some of them might surprise you. Actually, I went through the whole list this morning. You sent that to me early before we even jumped on the air, and I was kind of shocked. Like I'll point out one thing that that I that I liked. Johnny Carson show was at like 79 or something. And then David Letterman show was at 44. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people might be like, oh my God, how can you put David Letterman? But I, I would have done that. So anyway, it's, it was it's funny. I was having, it's going to be controversial too. I was having arguments with my friends on a group chat last night about like, what arrested developments way better than lost. How is it further down the list? And like, yeah, <laughs> it's controversial. So but that's, that's all was, part of these lists, right? They want part of the fun. They want to do the odd thing that is going to get people talking, and and of course, everyone's going to have their own tastes as well. So yeah, go through the top ten. Start at ten. Number ten was the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Okay, uh, they said it set the gold standard gold standard for ensemble comedy. 
Um, never watched an episode personally. I never did. Either. Number n- number my, nine. My was... parent was into it. My parents, parents were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, it would have been your parents' generation. My not my parents' generation, but I've heard good things. But this one, number nine, was at Atlanta. That's the one with Donald Glover in it. He was in Community. Um, it's supposed to be a funny show. I don't show. know that show. No. It's an FX show. Number okay. eight was Cheers. <laughs> that doesn't surprise Cheers. me that Cheers is up there. I think that show yeah. still stands up, too. Uh, yeah. uh, it does. I've watched it recently. It's still funny. Yeah, it, it, um, it, it was well done. I think it was also, like, you talked about the groundbreaking thing. I think it was groundbreaking for uh, the, 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 the comedic sort of world as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seven was one of my favorites, Mad Men. Uh, wow, so Donald yeah. Draper at number seven. People for loved me, that show. I never got into it. No, me neither. Yeah. For me, I, I love Mad Men. Like, I think it is such an, an amazing show. You feel like you're in that time period when you're watching it, but yeah. I never recommend it to anybody because I'm like, nothing really happens during the show. <laughs> like, it's a slow burn. Yeah. But I, I, I love that show. Number I six. I had so was, many friends that were trying to get me to watch Mad Men, and I... I over the years, I tried it multiple times. I'd sat down, watched 30 minutes of it, and it just never, never took to me at all. Yeah. Well, I famously also got into it because I thought I was watching Boardwalk Empire. That's, yeah. <laughs> you have and I was about story. half a season in, and I was like, Steve Buscemi is not showing up yet, <laughs> but I'm kind of into this show. That's funny. <laughs> Number six was Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watch yeah, that show talk, yeah. religiously, and I don't watch comedies. Like I never, I, I don't sit down and watch sitcoms ever. But that show was a weekly tradition in my house for years. Yeah. Number so number five was maybe the most surprising one. Fleabag was at number five. I I, I love don't, that show. I don't know much about that show outside of she's British, right? It's a British show, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who I think is in one of the Star Wars coming up or something. Okay. Uh, she created it. They only did like one or two seasons, and it won every award. It's it's a really good show. It's on Amazon. You There's a story behind it getting yanked too, right? Like it got pulled, and everyone was like, what's going on? Is I it- think she just she one day just decided that's like we're only doing two seasons or whatever. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Num- number four was The Wire. Yeah. You yeah, never watched The Wire, did you? I watched I watched the first season um, of The Wire. I got into the first season, and then I just kind of gave up on it. I thought that. The Wire was brilliant. I watched The Wire after it was over, like it was done. And I yeah. remember, remember getting a hold of all the episodes. I think I actually even bought them on DVD, and I, I crushed that show. Well, the cast in it is amazing. It, it was like Idris Elba. And, the acting yeah. was phenomenal in that. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. The wire, it, the wire for me is like you with Mad Men. When people, yeah, when people bring that show up and go, oh, "I never watched it. Should I watch it?" I go, "No, <laughs> don't." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yep. yeah, I agree with that. Hard not to have that in the top three. And number two, The Simpsons. You know, the what's Simpsons interesting at number two is the thing about the Simpsons is I realize how brilliant it is and the writers and all that. Like I get all that. The thing about this show for me, I never did adult c- cartoons. I've never sat down and watched them um, to, for any length of time. And I never watched 
I've never sat down and watched a full episode of The Simpsons. I've seen pieces of it. And when I tell people that, they lose their minds. <laughs> they can't handle it. Like people that are Simpsons fans, and you go, I never watched it. They go, What? What are you talking so, about? What is wrong with you? Yeah. For me, this is The Simpsons. I, I love The Simpsons. I would have them in my top five of all time. But I also don't think it's been funny in 20 years. Like, it, after about season 10, the drop-off, they're in season 32 now, yeah. and it hasn't been funny since, like, season 10. All those uh, writers, but, too, ended up with m- uh, unbelievable careers. Well, the, Conan O'Brien yeah, and, and yeah. all those, yeah. A bunch of the guys that were at the front end of that show ended up with amazing careers for a reason, too, right? Did The Simpsons predict the, the Queen's death? Uh, I don't know if they did for that. They've predicted everything else, though. Okay. All right. Trump being president and everything else. Uh, (laughs) And then number one, The Sopranos, according to Rolling Stones, is the greatest TV show of all time. They said the winner, undisputed champion from New Jersey, The Sopranos. I was mad about the ending for years, and then I Mm -hmm. rewatched it. And like I watched it from beginning to end again, at, like ten years after I had originally watched it, kind of a thing. This was it wasn't long ago, and now I'm okay. I've come around on the ending it, because yeah. I I sort of succumbed to the fact that there wasn't anything you could do to end that show properly. It right? needed that sort of ending. Yeah, it needed that ending where. And we don't need to get into it, just in case somebody wants to jump on. It's amazing how many people you meet that haven't seen a lot of these shows, too, right? And, and might end well, up I only watched I only watched The Sopranos like maybe two years ago. Yeah, because I made you. I think I was. I you that were, was you one kept I was on like, me. You're like you. You need to watch The Sopranos, and I tried, and I had a hard time like getting into it. But then once I was in, I was in. It was like being in the mob. Once you're in, you're in. (laughs) You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Good morning, Cruise. What's your name? It's Marilee. How are you today, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I'm going to play you a bit of this music. You got to tell me what film it's from? Yeah, what movie it's from. All right, here we go. Any idea? No idea, but I'm going to say Return of the Jedi? No. No, sorry. Try Uh again, okay? Good luck. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Uh, It's Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Wow, there's a a flash from the past. All right, you ready? Here's the music. I think so. What do you got, Jocelyn? Um, I don't know. Battle of the Heroes? No, it's not. No. All right. Try again. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Daryl. Daryl. All right. Here we go. What do you got? Not much. The movie? Return of the Jedi. No, it's not. Sorry, brother. Play a little bit more. I told you this one was hard. Yeah, because you're not playing enough of it. Good morning, Cruz. What's your name? Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay, I'm going to play you a bit of um, uh, Star Wars music, and I'm going to play you the whole 25-minute version of it. 
No, you don't need oh, to okay. play the whole okay. thing. How do people not know this one? Oh my god. I told you this was hard. You just gotta name the movie that it's from. Oh, I need my fiance here. He's a Star Wars nut. <laughs> uh shit. <laughs> Should I just <laughs> give a, a, a hint? No, no, don't give a hint. <laughs> uh why don't we get him on the phone? Where can you get him on the phone? Uh I could try. Why? I just dropped him off at work. Can, uh, can I call him? Yeah, give him a call. Okay. 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 Hold on. Yeah, you can get, you can add him to the call, right? Yeah. Let me do that. All right. We'll wait. What's his? What's your? What's your name again? My name is Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay. All right. We'll hang on here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Add him to the call. What's your? What's your fiance's name? Chelsea. Uh, his name is Matt. Matt. Okay. All right. We're yeah. ha- we're hanging on. Get him on the okay, phone. Okay. Let me get him. All right. I don't understand how people don't. You're an idiot. I told you this was tough. Chelsea, is he there? Or did she just hang up on us? I thought she was going to add him to the call. Chelsea, you there? She's probably she's probably trying to. Yeah, behind the scenes. I knew this was going to be a problem, this one. First off, no one wants to go to this with you, so we're not getting very many callers to begin with. This is the easiest of the three. No, it is not. It is not the easiest. It's probably the hardest. Couldn't you have picked a different tune? Why didn't you pick, I don't this, know, something from this was, the first Star Wars movie? I did. That was... Hello. The, I'm uh, here. Have you got Matt on with you? Hi. Yeah, Matt, Matt's here. Okay, Matt, Hello. can you hear this? Yeah. What movie is it from? Uh, back a minute. Oh, yes! Yeah, back a minute. Yes! Here we go! You got it. Finally. <laughs> See, it was easy. <laughs> it was easy. Yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, we'll let we'll deal with Chelsea. You go back to work. Okay. Thank All you. right. Thanks, Matt. Get your get your costume ready right. to go. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, Chelsea. Congratulations. Give me a good woo. Woo! And now nerd news with James P. White the first. I'm touching myself tonight. It is actually quite exciting. Uh, because uh, it was announced yesterday that Hugh Jackman is revising his role as Wolverine to be part of the new Deadpool series. I thought he was dead. Uh, yeah, explain that. Because going to ignore that? No. The thing is, though, is the whole thing with Logan was in the future. So, uh, like, Logan didn't take place like during the current time. It was I in know. the future. Everyone dreamed that he had that he got eaten alive, or they snapped their fingers and then they all came back alive because they can't actually kill anyone in these movies. Or they found another bum crystal. 
<laughs> what did one. Thanos do this time? They borrowed Aquaman's bum crystal. What is wrong with you? And you guys <laughs> want to see this too, and you're making fun of it. Aquaman. Okay, it's because you're it's making still fun of it, and you want to watch it. Yeah, it's entertaining, but we also realize how ridiculous superhero movies are. Yeah. Right? We can yeah. still make fun of them. Do you realize them. how ridiculous you two are? The thing is, too, you know that this is going to be... He's going to make fun of the fact that Wolverine's back and that he should be dead oh, in that's, Deadpool 3. Like that's, that, and that's what we like about Deadpool is it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek superhero. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Did you see the Ryan Reynolds announcement of this? So it was funny because Jimmy texted us yesterday and said, I have a Deadpool news. And at the same time, I was actually watching a Ryan Reynolds TikTok where he was announcing uh, announcing this. That yeah, he's so funny. Hugh Jackman was back. He's brilliant, man. Yeah. That video is funny, especially when he's pouring himself a drink of his gin. <laughs> yeah. Have he's talking about his aviation? writing process. Have you had the aviation gin? Yeah, it's it's gin. I don't really like gin very much. So to okay. me, it's just, it just tastes like every other gin. Every but. time I see one of his commercials, because he's always slipping it in there, I'm like, I gotta buy that, buy a bottle of that. I don't, I don't know why I would support him, but I, you know, I like him. I think he's funny, but I always want he needs that your gin. money. He needs my money, definitely, <laughs> so we can buy another soccer team. So when is this coming out? Do we have like a rough idea of when it's going to hit theaters? Uh, no. Okay, it was just announced that they're. That they're doing another one and that, okay, it's probably going to be a year, year and a half, something like that, if they're just filming it now. I love that the uh, Deadpool films are considered the top grossing X-Men movies of all time. (laughs) Are they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was reading that. They consider them X-Men movies and and they're the top earners ever made. They're kind of part of that. You know why? Because it's not just for nerds. Like, you and I, Grant, are going out to this. No, it's it's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's just good action comedy. The like, nerds yeah. love it, and, and people that don't appreciate nerd stuff think they're hilarious because it's making fun of it, kind of, like you said, tongue-in-cheek. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you get a date? A possible date. They're saying approximately September of 2024. So a couple of years from now, we'll get Deadpool 3. I'm glad that this all worked out. That because there was that conversation when Disney bought everything on the planet that they might ruin this franchise. It doesn't look like they're able to ruin. But why would they? Why would they get in the way of success of something like this? Why right? mess with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it wouldn't. Well, I've seen dumber decisions before, right? So <laughs> true. Yeah. Anyway, I want you to want bag milk. Bag milk. Bag milk. Oh, I swell. Bag milk. Bag milk. Nice for joining us, Bag Milk. Good morning. Grant saw something this morning. I think this is relatively fresh, hot off the presses. I just saw it this morning, yeah. The list of the most handsome NHL coaches. <laughs> the number one ah, yes. spot. Jay would right into my wheelhouse, Grant. <laughs> I knew you would be all over that. <laughs> I saw this yesterday. Now, this was released by Gambling.com. I don't know, based on the data from some app called the Golden Face Ratio, I don't know what this means. I don't know what kind of data they have. I don't know what kind of algorithm they're using. 
all I cared about was that I saw Jay Woodcroft's name at the very top of the list as the most handsome coach in the NHL. <laughs> Listen, I am going to throw my entire support behind this movement because I agree. Not only is he a tactician with power poses aplenty, but we now know that science confirms him as the most handsome man for the job. I also love that they had Bruce Pedreau at number 16. <laughs> and he's annoyed. Of- Ahead of they Mark have, St. Louis and Mike Sullivan, John Cooper. Well, the wild one, too, is they had uh, Daryl Sutter as number two. So, I mean, there might be a glitch in the matrix here a little bit, but I was just like, I'm quoting Ricky Bobby on this one. If you're not first, you're last. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody who's not Jay Woodcroft, last place. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it that it's a gambling site putting it out, too. So, preseason action continuing on an exhibition match tonight, the Flames. Um, do you think because it's the Flames that there may be some top six players playing tonight? Um, I'm going to say I hope so, Locke, but my heart says no. Like, if you watch the game on Monday against yeah. Seattle, I think the Oilers had maybe three or four regulars in the lineup. So I'm expecting a little bit more of that again because we've got eight preseason games to get through, two down, six to go. I think the preseason is six games too long this year but no i i don't think that i honestly don't think we're going to see any of the top six star guys mm-hmm. on any of the away games i think they're only going to play at rec, uh, rogers place i was going to call it rexall they're only going to play at rogers place and they're only going to play two three games max so i think we're in for another one with just a bunch of kids tonight it is odd that we have such a long exhibition season with with the uh with the nhl it's weird i was trying to think of what it was like I, I, there was no way it was this long last year. I know it was a compressed schedule in the off season last year, but yeah. like this just seems so long to me. It's too like we are two full weeks away from the start of the regular season. There's a lot of preseason hockey to get through, and you know, I, as much as I was excited for night one against Winnipeg on Sunday, I, I'm already over it. I understand these games aren't for me. It's a valuation, but like let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready for some meaningful hockey. Yeah. Do you think Dylan? Dylan Holloway's played his way onto the team so far? Uh, he is my... I am going to bet Jason Greger's money that he will be on the opening night roster because he has just looked so good in the rookie tournament in Penticton. Mm-hmm. He was flying around there. The first game against Winnipeg, he got a goal. He was flying around out there. The guy is kind of forcing his way into the lineup, and I'm betting that he makes the opening day roster, not just because the Oilers have cap issues that they kind of need cheaper contracts on the roster to make the math work, but honestly, because he earned the, he's earning the spot, at least to me. We should talk a little bit about the Oilers Nation webpage. It's going to have a new look. That's coming down the pipe. Yeah, so we were supposed to launch yesterday, but we had some, uh, you know, some back-end stuff that we were working through. If you, Flames Nation and Canucks Army's websites launched earlier in the week. So basically what we're doing is we're giving the whole website, mobile and desktop, a facelift. It's going to be much faster. The ads are going to be more thoughtfully placed. They're not just crowbarred all over the screen that annoys people. So we honestly took the feedback that we've been getting over the last while and put it into what the new websites are. Again, it was supposed to launch yesterday, but we want to make sure that we're getting it right. So Thursday is going to be the launch for the new sites. I'm super excited about it because they look good. They operate well. They're way faster, and I think people are going to enjoy them. And when you're on that new site, you'll have to look into the Vegas trip. You still have a couple of spots left for that, right? Nationgear.ca, that's where you go to get into the Vegas trip. But we're we're about 75% sold out, which is incredible given that the season doesn't start for another two weeks. We've only played two preseason games, and Oilers fans are so jacked up to go to oh. Vegas in January that we're almost sold out already. So if you want to get in on this, 
nationgear.ca, but it will sell out, and it's going to be sooner than we probably expected. Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Again, thank you for your time, my friend. Thanks, boys.